Hello and welcome to the Ice Guy, brought to you by the National Hockey Now Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by National Hockey Now, Wednesday, December 28th, Ian Cameron, and joined by another special guest. Uh, happy to have him. He's been on the show at least a couple of times uh, in the past. We've got Mohamed Jama joining us once again. Follow him on Twitter at MJ underscore nine. Uh, Mohamed, welcome back to the Ice Guys. How are things with you right now? Not too bad. Uh, I appreciate you having me in. Uh, you know, last the last couple of days, Saturday in particular in the NFL was a little rough. Uh, had some bad beats, but... Uh, glad to, to be on here with you talking some some hockey. You can never go wrong. Uh, you know, the NHL is a long season. You go through the grind, but uh, we're, we're starting to come out on the other side here, getting to the back half of the schedule and looking forward to it. Yeah, no question. Uh, we're getting to the uh, more important part of the season where games become more important and the points that are at stake become more important for teams uh, that are obviously trying to make the uh, postseason. Uh, before we get into uh, tonight's five games, by the way, on the uh, Wednesday night slate, we'll look back on last night, the first night of action following the uh, Christmas break. Uh, the Carolina Hurricanes with a 3-0 victory over Chicago. Congrats. I know Alex liked the first period puck. I should have been on that instead of the team total over four. The one concern with that bet was even though Morozik's been awful for Chicago, sometimes you see Carolina just really park the bus when they get a multiple-goal lead, defend, not exactly look to uh, extend the margin, and we definitely saw that last night from the uh, Hurricanes. But a workmanlike shutout. Uh, over the uh, Chicago Blackhawks last night, 3 nothing in that game. How about the Washington Capitals shutting out uh, the New York Rangers 4 nothing last night? Very impressive effort from the uh, Capitals, especially because they're still very much a shorthanded, depleted hockey team, even coming out of the Christmas break without multiple key players on the blue line up front uh, as well and still managed to uh, get a nice victory there over the uh, Rangers. And I've got to point out, we've got, I've got to start doing it. I've missed the mark. You know, I've, we've obviously hit our share of bargain bin uh, value-laden player props over the last, you know, so several weeks, the full season. But the one I've missed the mark on and not capitalized, no pun intended, uh, on it enough is Eric Gustafson, this defenseman right now for Washington. He is suddenly just like scoring goals in bunches. He's been a massive point producer here the last, I would say, five or six games for the uh, Capitals. And you can just get absolutely terrific numbers and prices on his props. And he's jumping into the play from the blue line right now for Washington. And he's made a huge difference uh, for them offensively, and I just haven't capital, uh, taken advantage of it enough. And uh, But he scores again last night, and a nice 4 nothing win for Washington in that game. The mighty Bruins, oh, so they're not going to win every game the rest of the season, you say. Uh, apparently that's not the case. Uh, they lose to uh, Ottawa. Look, full marks and a big round of applause to Cam Talbot, man. He was absolutely terrific last night. It's the main reason why Ottawa pulls the upset is plus 160. Uh, underdogs in that game, a 3-2 shootout win over the Bruins. Bruins played well enough to win. It's not like the Bruins played a horrible game. They obviously controlled the play, shot advantage, expected goals, you know, high danger, all that stuff. Uh, definitely Boston, the better of it. But all that matters in the end is Ottawa gets the victory, and their goaltender was immense in that 3-2 victory. Uh, the Islanders taking care of Pittsburgh 5-1. I mean, a lot of people 
liking Pittsburgh last night. Uh, the a lot of it took a lot of money as well. They got up to a minus 135 road favorite. They end up losing 5-1. Impressive, pretty control, thorough, uh, in-control uh, in effort from the Islanders last night, getting that 5-1 win. Dallas beats Nashville 3-2. Uh, Minnesota with a 4-1 win against Winnipeg. Uh, disheartening effort from the Jets on home ice. But again, they're dealing with some injuries right now. Minnesota took advantage and a 4-1 victory. Failed to capitalize and finish a lot of their chances as well uh, in that game last night. Uh, how about the Arizona Coyotes? 6-3. Uh, very happy for me to see that result unfold. Saying uh, I took Arizona first period and full game. Uh, money line split last night. And they continue to just be rock solid in terms of their effort uh, on home ice. Now, they did have that one game they they won against Boston where they got badly outplayed. They had no business winning that game. But overall, on home ice, they've been solid, and they get another nice 6-3 to three win over Colorado uh, last night. And Colorado continues to, when they win, they don't win easily, and obviously they've had their share of losses as well, continuing to not exactly play their best hockey with still, you know, McKinnon and uh, Manson on the blue line, but McKinnon especially uh, out for the uh, Avalanche, and they have not been nearly the same team since then. Uh, Toronto in a crazy affair with the St. Louis Blues, 5-4 overtime win uh, in that game. Look, I, I've always said on this show, Wes McCauley, I think, is one of the best referee in the NHL, but that was not a good night for him last night. Hey, even Betty Crocker, as I always say, burns the odd cake, and it was not a good night refereeing that game from Wes. Uh, bad calls, a lot to Toronto, but even some to St. Louis that he missed. Uh, as well and yeah just not a good night for him but the Leafs find a way they win 5-4 uh, in overtime uh, St. Louis continues to struggle in their own end again Bennington having issues and a great night from you know William Nylander again for the Leafs uh, he was immense uh, in that win gets the overtime winner and a nice 5-4 win for the Leafs and Leafs showing you they can win low scoring and high scoring games these days and that goes a long way uh, Edmonton with a 2-1 to one win against Calgary last night. I mean, it was the Skinner show for the Edmonton Oilers. He was just spectacular. and Showing you again why Jack Campbell's got the ball cap on, sitting on the bench night in and night out, because Stuart Skinner continues to give this team a chance to win every single night. He gets the 2-1 to one win. Best bet for the show for me, Cash, is with uh, Vancouver, 6-2 to two, uh, over San Jose. As that game goes over, the total was happy to see that. And the LA Kings. I was on them last night, 4-2. They beat the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. I figured it was a good spot to take L.A., a very riddled Vegas team. Uh, obviously, no Jack Eichel uh, up front. No Jonathan so up front. They were without Zach Whitecloud, Shea Theodore, two very good defensemen. And then to make matters worse, they lose Alec Martinez to injury after the first period last night uh, against L.A. So they finished that game with three of their top six defensemen not on the ice. That's hard. Uh, especially when you're that short-handed, and L.A. gets the job done 4-2 uh, over Vegas. And yes, maybe the highlight of the night outside of the Arizona cashing and the best bet on the Sharks-Canucks over cashing for me was Michael Amadio, once again at plus 575, scoring a goal, playing well on that top line with Chandler Stevenson and Mark Stone. That's three consecutive games with a goal for Amadio there. He scored again last night. The price was insane. It was outrageous, in my opinion, and uh, it was nice to see that come through. And uh, obviously, Vegas is on the board tonight, once again, playing Anaheim. So, you know, when it comes to Michael Amadio, you damn well know what we'll be doing there once again tonight, as far as that game is concerned. Uh, what do you think here, uh, Mohammed? the uh, action from last night? What were some of your thoughts, takeaways, betting-wise? How were things with you? Just every, anything you want to talk about from last night? Yeah, you know, I think Washington uh, – 
you brought them up. I think from the start of the year, they were just a team that you I kept trying to fade, and it just never worked out. Like I remember, I had them against Vancouver really early in the year. Um, Vancouver kept getting up by a couple goals in Washington, and Washington just kept coming back. And at that time, and you know, no Wilson, no Backman, and a lot of those guys were still out. Carlson, uh, oh, he's been back. Um, and they just keep going. I don't know, like they're a team that lacks foot speed. You look at their roster, it looks pretty ugly once you get past Ovechkin and uh, Kuznetsov and a few others. Um, but they're just a team that knows how to win. They're one of those teams, like there's another time I had them in Jersey. Jersey was just pummeling them with shots. And they, Jersey loses the game 5-6-1, and you're just going like, how? But, you know, it's one of those things where it's a team that has that winning pedigree, and no matter who's out there, they seem to be able to find a way. So... Teams like that are always frustrating, but good for them. I mean, they're an aging roster, and it looks like they're probably going to find a way back into the playoffs this year. Um, and I'd like to see them have some success again because it's been a while. Um, uh, L.A., uh, I, I, that was a game I was on last night. I, I think that team, you know, Kopitar's not the same as he was. He's on the back nine of his career. Um, they've got, you know, Doughty's not the same guy. But you look at that 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 team, the makeup of that team from one to twenty-three on that roster, it's as good as anyone. Like they don't have the top end, but the depth on that team is insane. Like look at last night, right? Like Kopitar doesn't have a great game, Fiala doesn't have a great game, but but who shows up? Deneau and Arvidsson, and then you got guys like Dursey on the back end that they think are going to take over for Doughty. Um, so I think that's a team to look out for. I would actually say that uh, I'd probably pick them if they, there's no way to bet this. I don't think, but if there was a way, I would say they're probably going to be the team to last the longest in the playoffs out of the Pacific. There's just really nobody else in that division I trust. Um, Calgary, I thought, was going to be that team, but we'll get to them a bit later, and they've disappointed. Um, I don't know how they didn't win that game last night, speaking of Calgary, but we'll, we can talk about that. Um, and then on a final note, like I just want to give you props for how strong you've been with player props. I, I, I've i never seen, I you know, through – podcasts through shows i've never seen a guy that can seem to nail goal scoring i'm a naturally pessimistic guy i always tend to lean to this guy's not going to score and obviously you can't bet that right i hate those bets with like matthews minus 125 minus 130 i would never touch that you know you couldn't pay me to touch that but uh you know props to you for being able to to hit those and be so strong with those and i think uh um anybody tuning into the show would would say the same Oh, I appreciate that. Very kind words. Uh, yeah, I mean, to me, look, if you, if you want to be Captain Obvious with player prop and goal score prop bets and bet your Austin Matthews and Connor McDavid uh, every single night, go for it. I mean, obviously, look, I'm not going to say it's a horrible bet, but, you know, you, you're obviously paying the price for it uh, there when you're talking. Usually these guys are minus 130 a lot of nights uh, to score a goal. I like to be a little bit more adventurous, a little bit more creative and give – my overall sports betting bankroll a little more bang for the buck and that is why i put in the time and the effort to research things like who's moving on up the lineup who's going to all of a sudden get power play minutes and those things are not accounted for very they are not in the player prop pricing you know when a player goes from third line work fourth line work to the second line or the top line it's not accounted for there's no adjustment especially initially Maybe in time there is, but not initially, and you can take advantage of that. Even our guy Amadio, you know, last night we talked about him for Vegas. He was plus 575. That was the best price available at Caesars Sportsbook for him to score a goal last night. 
tonight there's been a little adjustment, but not enough. Caesars has it plus 475 tonight on Amadio to score a goal for Vegas against Anaheim. Nothing's changed. He's still on the top line. He's still going to be on the number one power play unit for Vegas. The adjustment's been slight, but it hasn't been enough. And it's going to be another case where it sometimes can take odds makers, especially in this sport, which does not get the attention that football and basketball does from odds makers. It could take several games for adjustments to be made, proper adjustments to be made with the player prop pricing with so many of these guys, like a like a Cali Yarncroke. I'm going, going back, back to Cali, Cali, Cali Yarncroke last night. Look what he's doing now since he's been moved up to the second line with Toronto. He's cashing in plus 400 goal scorer props uh, as well. I mean, it just it's endless. You know, you can take advantage of these situations with the player moving up the lineup, getting more minutes, getting more responsibility, getting increased power play minutes, all that stuff. And sometimes it can take odds makers several games before the adjustment is made properly on the price. Take advantage of it. Yeah, and Ian, I'm sure you watched that same. I'm sure you watched that game in St. Louis last night. I don't know what. Do you see that shorthanded goal? <laughs> St. Louis, like they literally had their whole their whole man short was just standing around. You saw Pareko and Cairo just standing in front of the net. They might as well have had their gloves shoved up through their their hockey pants. It was like completely useless. You got Bennington swimming around like he's some sort of fish flop. Like all game, he was flopping around in his crease. I mean, yeah, I had I had, I did have St. Louis plus one seventy, and I I don't know, like it, it was close, but it was just frustrating to watch that team because. You see the ability, and, and you see the, the glimmers, and and the uh, sort of the, the the yeah the flashes of brilliance, if you will. And then for other parts of the game, you're like, how is this team even playing in the NHL? And, and you get to Toronto. I know that game was higher scoring last night, but man, that team they've for the last ever since Keith took over their neutral zone play and the way they shut you down is is certainly next level. Uh, I, you know, a lot of people, the media talks them up as this big offensive type team but to me they're much more of a defensive team that when they get a lead they're very tough to come back on um and obviously their goalies samsonov and murray have have outdone expectation and we'll see if that can can last into the playoffs but i do i mean i'm not a leaf fan by any means but um i do have confidence or i do i would worry as an opponent having to play them in the playoffs for how well they can their ability to shut you down defensively yeah, definitely. It should be interesting uh, to see uh, if the, again, the Leafs are giving you all kinds of indications. They're ready to win playoff series, win playoff rounds, and we're going to have to wait to see it in April. I'm not ready to sign off on that till I actually see it uh, with my own two eyes. Uh, speaking of seeing it, we're going to see what's ahead of us here tonight on the Wednesday NHL card. We've got five games, and we will begin with Boston and New Jersey. Uh, even money here, minus 110 both sides, six the total. Uh, in this game, uh, the Bruins off a loss last night in a shootout to Ottawa, three to two. Uh, I mean, what can we say? As I mentioned earlier, Cam Talbot was just absolutely magnificent uh, in that hockey game for uh, these Ottawa Senators. In fact, he's been good lately. He had he's had a couple of really good. The Washington game, they lost that game, the Ottawa Senators, but he was very good in net that game uh, as well uh, for the uh, Ottawa Senators. So uh, he has been playing very well. Uh, in net, make no mistake about it. Uh, you know, you look at anything that you want to look at in terms of expected goals, it was definitely uh, in favor of Boston uh, and uh, definitely, you know, the edge to them in terms of carrying the play. But at the end of the day, they lose uh, in a shootout. Uh, simple as that. 
Now we get Boston off a loss. It is back-to-back, obviously, in Ottawa last night. And, of course, crossing the border, which is never as easy uh, the, the last few years compared to before that, although restrictions have eased up. But still, you know, it's travel across the border, going from Ottawa to New Jersey now for this back-to-back situation. That being said, you want to go against Boston tonight? Have at it. I'm not interested. This team has not lost two consecutive games in a row yet this season. Each and every time they have lost, they have bounced back to win the next game. At Ottawa, they lost 7-5. They beat Anaheim the next game. They have the loss at Toronto. They beat St. Louis at home in the next game. They lose at Florida. They beat Carolina at home in the next game. They lose to Vegas in the shootout. They beat Colorado and shut them out 4 nothing. next game. They lose at Arizona 4-3. They beat win at Vegas the next game 3-1. Shootout loss to L.A. just recently at home. And then they beat Columbus after that 4-2. So perfect awful loss, the uh, Boston Bruins this year. That being said, I'm not going to bet Boston tonight, believe it or not. You would think, well, come on, Ian, you got to take Boston off a loss, right? It's, I, I'd lean that way. But there's also that nagging worry in the back of my mind that look Boston's just had that, that Boston's peaked a little bit just a little bit I'm not saying obviously peaked to the point where now they're going to crash and burn this is an excellent hockey team uh, they're not going away but I think they're due for one of those little bouts of adversity here where maybe they lose a few in a row and you look at New Jersey this is a team that uh, made a valiant comeback attempt against Boston last week they were down 4-1 at home Third period, they made it 4-3 with two uh, quick goals, and they were really pushing to tie the game. And in fact, they outplayed Boston, outshot them 40-23 to uh, in that game uh, last week. And you know the Devils chomping at the bit, you know, to uh, bounce back. They haven't played since that loss to Boston last Friday night before the uh, Christmas break. Now, they haven't played a game. They did were able to practice yesterday. We'll see how sharp they are. A lot of times, I will say, I mean, it's not only Boston off a loss. If you like the Bruins, you like that angle. You also like the fact they've got a game under their belt. You know, that even though it is the second of back-to-back games, you're going to see multiple teams playing the second of a back-to-back tonight. This is not as big of a deal playing on back-to-back nights tonight specifically because you just came off a three-day break, you know, for Christmas. So it's not that, wow, massive fatigue spot, massive we're worn down and we're really, really, you know, feeling it type of situation playing a back-to-back now, not after a three-day break. So... Uh, I'm off the game. I, I could only look at the Boston side because, look, they've, they've won four straight against New Jersey. They haven't lost two in a row yet this year. And I sometimes like it when I see a team that's played a game prior uh, following the break compared to the team that hasn't played following the break. Um, so I lean Boston, but it's that nagging gut feel that I'm going to stay off it for that reason tonight. That uh, uh, New Jersey, I think, will play hard, play well tonight. Will it be enough is the question. Totals-wise, you know, I, I, I don't think this game the first game went over the total i don't know if this one will you've got linus allmark expected to be a net for it will be him definitely because we saw jeremy swayman last night uh, against ottawa uh, for new jersey will it be vtech vanacek will it be blackwood projections are vanacek and you know i like him more than i like mackenzie blackwood so i'd actually think maybe this game stays under the total and look new jersey's actually gone under five of their last six games uh, what do you think here uh muhammad uh, boston new jersey you know, if there was ever a, an, a, an example or a representation of how sort of public narratives and media narratives get out of control, like what was this stuff about Boston falling off a cliff this year and, you know, not being any good and, you know, missing the playoffs. And, and then you pair that to Florida who every, every year, like 
the last for the last five they've always been everybody's darling and they're you know they're gonna win the atlantic and they're gonna go and go deep into the playoffs i mean last year they have the great regular season and then they should have lost the capitals in the first round i mean they got outplayed they looked the only guy that looked good on their whole team was berhage um and then they get swept by the lightning and that's inside that own in that same division so that's why i compare those two but man i said it in the first week of the season i said boston's gonna win the cup and rarely in the nhl do you feel very good about saying that in a league with so much parody uh and you know hockey by nature is a random sport you know a couple bounces here or there and your season can be done in the playoffs but um you know the the leadership core i think is so strong on that boston team that you know i think they could see the writings on the wall for for guys like bergeron his days are as, as high level hockey as he's still playing he almost retired in the off season right so as a Bruin, you, you've got to be thinking, look, he's probably got maybe two years left um, and we got to try and get this done now. Uh, and I think they, that, that to a man that they'll pull through for him. And I really do like the Boston team, obviously, moving forward. I just don't know if tonight's a good spot. It's almost it almost feels like a bit of a scheduled loss in a lot of ways. Right. Like you go, you play after the break, you play in Ottawa, a tough game, you lose. Um, you've got a New Jersey team that, you know, is going to want to come out after the break, after looking pretty I don't want to say like garbage but they just couldn't couldn't get anything couldn't gel they couldn't get anything together the last couple of weeks few weeks uh, before the break um, their goal scoring was way down um, there's a few games where at home they were just listless like I know they had a bunch of shots against Philadelphia and, and they were sort of in the game with Dallas but those are games you're expecting to win and they just were falling short consistently so you have to think that they're gonna have max motivation here um, so they're really when two teams are playing each other and, and I see New Jersey trying to sort of mold their 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 team and their way they play after Boston, you know, quick strike through the neutral zone, you know, transition game, capitalizing off of teams' mistakes, right? Not giving you a lot of space on the ice. Um, New Jersey's got some guys like Miles Wood and, and guys like that deeper in their lineup um, with speed and with some with some grit to their game. Um, they're not really a team that, given their situation and how much motivation I think they'll have here, that I want to fade. Having said that, like you said, Boston, why would you? There's no value in this game. Like I don't understand if you're picking this game, it's you might as well just flip a coin. Really, same with the total. I mean, this could be three-three going to overtime, or it could be, you know, it could be six-four, it could be two-one, right? Um, so uh, it's just a it's just a stay away. I will say with Boston, I think the biggest difference for them this year. Um, is obviously the resurgence of DeBrusque. I think um, him getting back to, to his former levels and, and seeing him play at this, this type of speed, because um, he's a guy that can skate really well right off the wing, get those chances off the rush. You're seeing a lot more of that from him. Um, I think um, it was good for everybody that Cassidy moved on to Vegas. He's obviously doing well there, and it looks like just the depth guys or the second line really has come to life for Boston since then. Um, and then you get Krejci back from overseas, who's probably one of the most underrated players in the league. They've done a really good job of insulating that core this year, I think. And you get Lindholm, as I like to call him, Humpus at the deadline last year. Um, guy that's really solid at both ends of the ice. So um, I think uh, they've done a good job of, of sort of retooling that roster on the fly. Not necessarily retooling it, but sort of insulating it and propping it up again. And they're going to be a bear, pardon the pun, come playoff time but this as far as this game goes i just there's nothing i like here
Yeah, I think it's a tough game. I really do. I think there's some props I like. And you mentioned one of them, Jake DeBrusque. I mean, Jake DeBrusque, whether it's a goal prop or points prop, I mean, he's just been uh, terrific lately for the uh, Boston uh, Bruins. No question about that. You know, he's decided, hey, I'm sticking around. There was that whole big deal and big story out there that he wasn't happy. They weren't happy with him. Uh, both sides just wanted to split things up, and he ends up staying around. He doesn't get dealt uh, at the trade deadline, and he ends up starting to play well second half of the year, and he's carried that over into this season as well. And, and you look at him the last three games, he scored in three straight games, four points uh, in the last three games uh, for Jake DeBrusque uh, as well for the uh, Boston Bruins. So no doubt you could look at a uh, uh, some kind of player prop direction with him uh, in this game tonight, a uh, plus 250 or so to score a goal. Uh, and also the points prop uh, for him as well uh, is, uh, let me just see here. Yeah, it's only minus 115 for him to get a point, you know, and that's that's pretty good. Uh, obviously, just to register one point, minus 115. For New Jersey, look, you got to, Jack Hughes has a point in 13 of the last 14 games. He's been carrying things for the Devils, no question about that. You know what's disappointing is Fabian Zetterland has not taken advantage of this opportunity on the top line. He's got a bunch of goose eggs, goals and points the last several games, despite playing on the top line. you got to think some point they're going to demote him. Will it be tonight? We'll see. But they haven't gotten the offensive punch they thought they would from him in that spot. It's mostly been Hughes, Bratt, although keep an eye on Igor Sharangovich. He scored in back-to-back games for the New Jersey Devils. That's the prop that kind of stands out for me. Again, a guy that's now scored in back-to-back games for them. So a couple of prop looks for me here with the uh, Bruins and the Devils, but I won't be involved in the side or the total. Uh, Montreal and Tampa Bay next up. We've got Tampa Bay minus 360 home favorites, six being the uh, total in this game. Uh, The Tampa Bay Lightning and Montreal both playing their first game following the break. A very long break for the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. They did not play Thursday or Friday uh, last week. Uh, Their most recent game was last Wednesday, a week ago tonight. Uh, against the Detroit Red Wings, and it couldn't have gone much worse for Tampa Bay in that game. A a rather stunning 7-4 loss against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Granted, the defense was not great, but Brian Elliott was really not great uh, in that game, and that's sometimes what you get with Brian Elliott. Uh, He was not good that night against the uh, Detroit Red Wings last Wednesday. I thought for, and look, it was one of those games where we talked about that Tampa-Detroit game uh, last Wednesday. We said that um, you know, I would expect Tampa to roar back after one of their worst efforts of the season against Toronto, where John Cooper said, you know, that's the last time we're traveling into Toronto multiple days before a game because they just didn't have their heads on straight. They were dominated by the Leafs the night before. And they came out with the right start. They got the first goal. But again, Elliott was just horrendous. It was one of his worst games of the season by far. They lose 7-4 to Detroit. Uh, thank goodness I was on the team total over, and I always say that with the big favorites. Sometimes the team total, you could cash that bet even if the team loses, and that's exactly what happened with Tampa Bay in that game. If you bet over team total, three and a half, you got the money uh, with Tampa Bay in that 7-4 loss uh, to Detroit last week. So they are now sitting on two straight losses going into the Christmas break. They've had to stew on this now. Uh, you got to believe that they're, they're, they're chomping at the bit to get back on track here against uh, Montreal. That being said, we've seen Montreal, you know, and as Jarrett points out in the chat, you know, it, the, the first period uh, look for Montreal, it's crazy how they've managed to stay in games early uh, on the road. Uh, this is one of those nights where I feel maybe they do early in the game and Tampa Bay gets better and gets stronger. 
uh, as the game goes on. That is definitely a possibility. The bet that I like here is, you know, to me, I'm not going to overcomplicate it, keep it simple here, uh, and that's over uh, three and a half uh, team total. Or you could go with four if you prefer as well because you get a better number. I mean, it is a pricey minus 160 uh, or so with the uh, Lightning team total over. But when you look at it, uh, team total over three and a half minus 160, still a whole hell of a lot better than, uh, say, anything to do with Tampa Bay minus 360 uh, in this game when you can bet their team total over three and a half instead uh, at minus 160. But again, if you think that's still a little too pricey for your, uh, it's actually minus 155 at uh, BetMGM for over three and a half Tampa Bay team total. If that's a little too pricey, too juicy uh, for you uh, in particular, could go with over four uh, plus 105 is available as well at BetMGM. But the over three and a half, over four Tampa team total, I really do like that tonight. That way I don't have to worry about what Montreal does or doesn't do uh, offensively in this game against the uh, Lightning. We should see uh, Andre Vasilevsky in net. It is confirmed Jake Allen for Montreal. Another problem Montreal has, uh, and obviously this is a team you follow very closely here, Mohamed, is that the, it, this blue line is just uh, as a very inexperienced, very young it's a blue line that the last time they played Tampa, and it was not too long ago, in Montreal, they lost 5-1. They have struggled to contain that Tampa Bay team offensively. Struggled to defend. Positioning was bad. Breakdowns left and right. Because Tampa just moves the puck so well. And they, a lot of these guys have played together for so long. Stamkos, Kucherov, Point. I mean, they've all been together for a Kalorn. I mean, they've all been together for a long time. The synchronicity and the chemistry and the timing and the rhythm on the ice is there with this team and Montreal couldn't handle it. And it's because of the youth. I mean, when you're trotting out on this Montreal blue line, uh, Caden Gooley, who's going to be good in time, but he's still very young. Arbor Jacki has made a career of himself out of nothing. And he deserves all the credit in the world for him, but they got him playing a shit ton of minutes. You know, he's going to struggle from time to time with it. Johnny Kovacevic, same thing, young kid, Jordan Harris, same thing, young kid. They just called up Justin Barron blue liner from the AHL team. He's going to be in the blue line tonight because Matheson's still out. Uh, and of course, Savard also still out. I mean, it's Joel Edmondson and the kids. You know, that's essentially what it is right now with the Montreal Canadiens blue line at this point. You know, it's going to be a, a tough ask tonight. Defending and shutting down this Tampa Bay team to, uh, after losing two in a row, not liking, obviously it's a team that doesn't like to go on long losing streaks. They've been good at nipping these in the bud over the years. That's why they've been one of the best teams in the NHL. So this is a tough ask for the Montreal defense tonight and that depleted blue line, that very inexperienced green, young blue line tonight uh, against this Tampa Bay team. So I like the Lightning team total. Again, you could go over 3.5, minus 155. If you don't like the juice, you could go over 4, plus 105. Save yourself a little bit on the price there. Uh, what do you think here, Mohamed? Montreal, Tampa Bay. Yeah, no, I, I'm kind of on the same page. Uh, I, as far as the matchup goes, I know, like I know, Alex touched on this um, not too long ago when these two teams played. Tampa's 19-1 and four in the last 24 between the two teams, so that's 24 games. But of those 24 games, 13 of them have been one-goal games, and so maybe you know, if if you want to take a bit of a risk here, you, you go with Montreal plus one and a half. Um, Maybe you go with Montreal in the first period plus plus a half a goal because you know as as the guys in the chat have been pointing out and I know you guys pointed out um, Montreal's only trailed once all year on the road so um, that might be a look for me I think you just want to I think the safest bet is just goals I think 
I have a bad, like, I hate juice. I never lay anything more than 125, honestly. Um, so I would just go with over six in a game. I think Suzuki and Caulfield have been a little quiet. Um, I think they started to get a little fatigued. If you look at their lineup, Drouin's been playing pretty good, but he just hasn't been producing. Um, Gallagher's been out. Um, that guy's been off the grid, by the way. Like, I don't know, he doesn't doesn't answer any texts. He just doesn't go on social media. He was telling me the other day, I don't know if he's getting heat um, from the Montreal, from fans in Montreal, I don't know. But they need him back. Um, Anderson's been quiet. So I do expect Montreal to come out. And one thing that Montreal can do is skate throughout their lineup obviously they've got a lot of youth on their blue line so what does that mean they're going to give up goals but they're also going to be able to transition the puck and get some odd man rushes and and if they can capitalize which has always been an issue with that team they can capitalize and get a couple goals if if Montreal gets ahead in this game at any point if they get up one nothing in the first period if they get up two one early in the second or late in the first game's an auto over because Tampa's going to start chasing the game and you know Tampa's going to get one or two on the power play so I think at six, I think it's a great play of the over. Um, the one thing that I would say matchup-wise or stylistically why Montreal competes with Tampa but ultimately fails in the end, and you saw it in the Stanley Cup final, is Montreal can skate with them, obviously, and they're probably a better skating team overall. But the problem is is that Montreal, they'll get four or five. They've been like this for years. Four or five great chances, don't capitalize. One, two on one the other way in the net right and it's a huge momentum zapper even when they had price price was frustrating with that where montreal would have a bunch of territorial play and then one chance the other way goal and i would like this over better if it was in montreal just because allen for whatever reason all year has given up goals on the first shot of the game he's done it four times in montreal um he's been much better on the road but i still think i still think this gets there i think caulfield and suzuki wake back up um and i think the tampa power play um is going to be a problem at montreal special teams like montreal is up is they're up over 50 percent in goals expected of five on five but they're down at like 40 percent uh between the special teams so between power play and man and the man short so um if this game is played more five on five advantage to montreal at least to compete um but the more power plays they are that shifts to tampa uh so sidewise uh you know if, if i was going to take a shot maybe montreal um at the because the price is whacked they've been whacked all year um but uh just over six in this game this game should see goals yeah i mean there, there's a lot of ideas running through my like i don't think montreal first period's terrible because of just how they've been good coming out in the on the road here lately and the first period numbers for montreal on the road have been good they've only trailed by once this year after the first period on the road i mean it's been pretty remarkable but at the same time you know this is one night night where you also kind of think well should Montreal, Tampa Bay come out firing here tonight uh, in this game? First period, both teams to score might be a good bet, actually, uh, in this one. Uh, you'll get a good price on that. I could definitely see that. I definitely think you're going to see uh, this uh, Montreal uh, or Tampa Bay team You know, look to respond. They're not going to be happy with those two losses before the uh, break. And look, the one thing Tampa Bay's done consistently is score goals against Montreal of late. They got five past them last December. Uh, last April, they scored four. Uh, against Montreal and then of course the five spot they put up just uh, a couple weeks ago in Montreal I mean so if you've been betting over team totals with Tampa uh, you've been doing pretty well the last three times they've played Montreal 
I lean over six as well, like you. You like the over full game. The one issue I've got with the, the concern, I should say, because I, I would lean that way too. The one concern I have with it is Vasilevsky's getting his groove back right now for uh, Tampa Bay. Uh, he has definitely played very well the last, I would say, five starts. Five straight starts of two goals or less for uh, Andre Vasilevsky. So starting to get his form uh, back once again. And I remember that Toronto game, the last start he made before the break. 4-1, they lost that game. But I'm telling you what, Vasilevsky, could have, without him, it could have been much worse that game. It could have been 8-1 yeah. Toronto that night. It was spectacular, yeah. I thought. And I was just going to say, that is my one concern. Vasilevsky just traditionally plays very well against Montreal. Um, so that is the one kind of caveat to it. It's not like total, uh, and I'll be honest with you, totals in, in hockey are tough. And, and you know that, and everybody, I think, in the chat knows that. Um, it, it's a lot about, especially pregame, if, if you can get a sort of gauge how the game's flowing, and if a certain team gets down in the game, that often will help you get over total and, and vice versa or whatever. But um before the game it's it's tough and a couple bounces that you know that hit the post or miss the net by inches uh can be the difference so uh i i just think that that um montreal's top guns and i i really do think like suzuki i, I know this might be a bit of a controversial take but man like when i when i watch suzuki play he has shades of dry sidle just in the sense of he, he has the ability he has such poise with the puck where he, the game seems to slow down around him and he just he can make such quick decisions with the puck, and he seems to see guys on the ice that very few can. Um, and you pair that with Caulfield, who who truly is a, a sniper. Um, I just have enough faith that they can get a couple by uh, a couple by Tampa. If Montreal gets to two here, I think at worst you push, and that's all you really need. So I, I think it's a it's a good play to be over. All right, good stuff. All right, and by the way, yes, Vasilevsky is confirmed. Vasilevsky and Allen, your goaltenders here uh, in this one. And for uh, prop-wise, uh, this is probably a night, too. Like, don't overthink it with the Tampa props. If, if, if Kucherov, Stamkos, Point are probably the guys that are going to make the noise. I find when they've lost two, uh, a couple in a row, the big guns respond for the Lightning. So we'll see if uh, they are doing that once again tonight against uh, Montreal. All right, next game, Detroit and Pittsburgh. We've got Pittsburgh minus 210. Home favorite, six and a half the total. Much like Boston, New Jersey, you do have a team that did play following the break last night. Pittsburgh didn't play well. Mike Sullivan, uh, our worst game of the year. Flat out said it after that 5-1 loss to the Islanders uh, last night. They're on a back-to-back -back looking to rebound. Detroit playing their first game uh, since the uh, Christmas break. So, again, if, if you're looking at that angle of the team that's played a game, under got the game under their belt versus the team that doesn't, it says advantage Pittsburgh. Uh, in this game, I, I don't know if I want to lay a 210 price with Pittsburgh here uh, in this spot, though they have completely dummied Pitt, uh, Detroit uh, the last several meetings. Uh, Pittsburgh 6-1 and one, uh, in the last seven head-to-head -head meetings against the Red Wings. A couple of ugly ones. The last two times they played Detroit, uh, one in Pittsburgh, one in Detroit. How about a combined score of 18-4 to four in favor of Pittsburgh? Like They have really handed it to the Detroit Lions here. To the, the Detroit Red Wings uh, here the last uh, two games. Ah, it just happens every now and then. You get your sports mixed up. Uh, they have abs. It's, it's, you know what? 18 4. I'm talking like a football score. 18. You know, when I put yeah. numbers like that, that's what got me all fucked up there. But yeah, Pittsburgh 18 to 4 combined score last two meetings against the uh, Detroit Red Wings. That's pretty hideous. And uh, now Detroit is coming off that huge win against Tampa 7 4. A lot of that was just. Not a good night in the in net from uh, 
Elliott uh, going into that one. Uh, Pittsburgh, I think, wants to tidy it up defensively. They said too many gaps with the puck, too many mistakes. They gave up 42 shots, way too lax uh, defensively in that game. Uh, this is just a game I feel I'm going to stay off. Like I say, I'm being a little more cautious. I was like this yesterday as well, first game, first day after the break. I'm being a little more cautious here uh, as well with this uh, game tonight because I could see I could see Detroit hanging around. I could see Pittsburgh whipping them. You know, I could see it going under. I could see it going over. I could really see a bunch of different possibilities. Billy Huso and Casey DeSmith, not confirmed in net but projected right now we don't have a goalie confirmation on either side yet uh, who will be in net this is more of a prop game for me ricard raquel has been where it's been at for the uh, pittsburgh penguins uh, he's been very good on that top line uh, wouldn't argue with maybe a look on the uh, player prop with him uh, tonight either goals or points uh, jason zucker's come back uh, from injury but kind of has struggled since he's been back so i'd probably wait to see if he gets going brian rust has got two goals and two points in the last three games. Not a bad uh, possibility there. As far as the Detroit Red Wings are concerned, it looks like in their lineup, Adam Ernie's up to the uh, second line. That's always something to uh, factor in because it seems like when he gets those added opportunities, he can sometimes chip in. Uh, Berggren, you know, I keep waiting for uh, Derek Lalone to put him on the second or on the top six forward group permanently. Hasn't happened uh, just yet, but. Uh, Michael Rasmussen, by the way, he, keep your eye on him. He's get on the top line right now for the uh, Detroit Red Wings, at least before the Christmas break he was, with Dylan Larkin and David Perron uh, on that top line. And Michael Rasmussen before the break, uh, how about five points in two games against Washington and Tampa, including a two-goal, two-assist effort against Tampa Bay in that 7-4 to four game. So uh, definitely looking at this as a spot maybe to look at some props involving maybe uh, Raquel, Rust on the Pittsburgh side, Rasmussen, perhaps Ernie uh, on the uh, Detroit side tonight. Uh, what do you think here, uh, Mohammed, with this one, Red Wings and Penguins? Isn't this just sort of an ugly game? Like, I know these two teams met back-to-back -back years, I think, in 08-09 uh, and 07-08 um, in the Stanley Cup final back in the heyday um, of, of the Red Wings and Datsuk and Zetterberg were still around. But uh, yeah, at this point, I just this is just a game that I don't have much – feel for i think you know pittsburgh should win but at that price um why like i just i would advise anybody that that bets the nhl or even bets in general never lay a minus 210 i i especially in the nhl where there's so much variance right i just don't see the point uh maybe you could go minus one and a half on pittsburgh but i don't even like that i think if anything maybe you can slide under the total here i mean detroit's eighth um in the league and expected goals against um i know a lot of people are kind of high on detroit i to me i know they have a lot of youth on that roster and they do have some promise but i just don't know if they have the the talent to really push in the next couple of years for a playoff spot um defensively i think they're they're sound i think that Lund is a good coach um coming from the cooper tree i think they they do a good job most nights of suppressing scoring chances and hanging tough. They have some grit, um, but they're not really a team I trust to, to score enough goals on a nightly basis to, to have success. So um, Pittsburgh is a team that's been trending under at home lately uh, for whatever reason. They, they, they sort of play more offensive hockey on the road. Um, I wouldn't want to, at the same time, I wouldn't want to be fading sit like Malkin against right before the break. Malkin was looking real, real good, like all over the ice, hounding the puck, like making sure like 
I had that Ranger game sticks out in my mind where he was out on the ice. They were up 3-2, and he just would not let the Rangers get out of their own end. Um, so when you have guys, when you have Malkin playing like that, that's a dangerous team. They're off a bad loss. Pittsburgh probably wins this by at least a couple, but it's just a stay away from me. Yeah, for me, it's mostly props I'll be looking at, and the ones I mentioned yeah. are definitely the ones I am uh, going to be looking to bet here, those players I mentioned just a few uh, seconds ago. All right, that is the first half of the uh, Wednesday card. We will be back to break down the second half, the last two games, if you will, of the card, Vegas, Anaheim, Calgary, Seattle, uh, in just a few moments. But first, we'll hear from our sponsors, Ramco. All right, whether you or your team's game is on the field, screen, racetrack, or, or the ice, Gramco is for the game. Grown by farmers who spent years developing premium hemp genetics, Gramco provides customers with consistent quality Delta 8 products ready for any occasion. Gramco currently offers numerous Delta 8 products such as vape cartridges, disposable vapes, pre-rolls, gummies, wake-and-bake coffee, and more. Gramco offers an enjoyable legal high delivered discreetly and directly to you and is also available at many American retailers as well. Get the best Delta 8 cannabis products on the market shipped quickly and discreetly from Gramco. You visit www.thegramco.com, use promo code ICEGUYS, you get 25% off of any order, and all orders on the site that are $50 and higher are shipped free with standard shipping. So live elevated with Gramco and check out their wonderful Delta 8 products today. All right, we are back and we are ready to roll on to Vegas and Anaheim. Uh, next up, Vegas minus 180, road favorites, six the total uh, in this game. Vegas obviously losing 4-2 to two last night to L.A. And you talk about, again, all these teams on the back-to-back -to -back tonight that played last night. Uh, Boston is one, Pittsburgh is one, and now you have Vegas here in this game that played uh, last night. Of all those back-to-back -back situations, this might be the easiest to deal with if you're Vegas. Think about the situation. You played in L.A. last night. You play in Anaheim tonight. There's no air travel. You stay in the same hotel. It's basically going to be a bus ride down the uh, freeway, down the uh, uh, interstate highway uh, to Ellet, to Anaheim uh, for this game tonight against the Ducks. This is not and coming off a three-day break. And Bruce Cassidy said it last night in the post game. I don't expect my team to be reeling and fatigued and feeling it tonight. You know, playing this back-to-back. -back. You know, you're coming off the three days uh, where you ended up uh, playing, uh, obviously. Um, uh, three-day break uh, over Christmas. You played last night. There's no major air travels uh, to get from L.A. to Anaheim. So it's definitely, uh, they can handle this, Vegas. I don't expect them to be fatigued. I don't expect them to be dragging ass, if you will, uh, tonight as they take on the uh, Anaheim Ducks in this game. And certainly they get the right opponent to bounce back. And look, I'm not, I've, I've not loved the uh, Vegas team from a health standpoint lately and they've been up and down but a lot of it's been obviously injuries that's played a huge role and I am concerned about that a little bit tonight uh, in this game where look last night they were without Zach Whitecloud and Shea Theodore on the blue line both of them are going to be out again tonight you're without Jack Eichel, Paul Cotter up front, Jonathan Marchessault they all missed the game last night I think there's a chance Marchessault could be back tonight but it's not a given uh, by any stretch of the imagination so we'll have to wait on that uh, until later in the day as he continues to deal with that lower body injury and then of course you've got the injury sustained last night in the game against los angeles by the former king uh to the former king alec martinez who left the game after the first period blocked a shot didn't come back 
uh, and he might also miss this game tonight for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. So they're very much a depleted team. It's not like I'm in love with taking them here uh, minus 180, but I do think you know they get the right team. If this was like playing at Edmonton or uh, Colorado, even Dallas, you know some of those at least upper echelon playoff bound foes in the Western Conference you, on a back-to-back, you're going to have a tougher time with all these injuries. This is the Anaheim Ducks who, you know, that's usually the, the, what cures anybody, you know, when they lose the previous game. Uh, they're the ultimate team to bounce back and get right against. Uh, Anaheim's lost three in a row against uh, L.A., Minnesota, and then Calgary uh, in overtime. Don't be fooled by the Calgary result either. They lost 3-2 in overtime. They got a point because of Dostal. You know, who's actually been pretty good uh, in that for the uh, Anaheim Ducks since he's been in there. Uh, this would be a game where Vegas first period interests me. Uh, minus a half, uh, plus uh, 140 uh, is what you can get, I believe, on that. Yeah, plus 140, plus 145 with the Golden Knights first period puck line. I would split it up between that and probably Vegas in regulation. Uh, because I do think even with the injuries here, you're going to get the right focus from this team tonight. Uh, you're going to get them uh, playing a much uh, better, tidier game. I think they just made a few mistakes. It doesn't hurt either that they've completely owned Anaheim. Eight and one in the last nine head-to-head meetings uh, for the Vegas Golden Knights over uh, the Anaheim Ducks. So it's probably going to be a split bet that I'm going to place on the Vegas Golden Knights here. We'll do a little minus a half, plus 145 or so with the first period puck line. And then we'll go ahead with Vegas in regulation, which you can get around even money right now, minus 110. Uh, as well and it goes without saying you know what to do when it comes to our guy michael amadio where you can get plus 475 to score a goal in the game tonight once again not quite the price point as high as it was last night but he scored in three straight games he's still going to be on that top line with stone and stevenson he's still going to be on the number one power play unit for the vegas golden Knights, which is where he scored his goal last night on the pp on the peeper he got that uh, goal for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights uh, last night uh, against Anaheim. All the elements of a guy that is undervalued tremendously at a plus 475 price to score a goal. Top line, number one power play unit, goals in three straight games. Back on the Amadio Express for yours truly tonight. What do you think here, uh, Mom, at Vegas, Anaheim? You know, Ian, I'm usually more, much more of a size guy. Just This card is a little bit gross, if you will. Um, I... I lean goals here. I, I was just looking it up uh, while you were speaking there. And Aiden Hill is 69th in goals saved above expected. Uh, he's not a guy stylistically I, I love or athletically. I find I saw him play here live this year in Edmonton. I find him to be a little slow um, laterally. Um, I don't like some of his mechanics um, in net. Not that I'm a goalie coach or anything, but I've watched enough hockey and I, I coach lacrosse. And so I feel like I'm qualified enough to comment that I just don't like the way he, he sort of looks in net and how he reacts to the puck. So um, I'd look, I'd either look um, to get up and over to six or maybe take a shot with Anaheim over two and a half. Um, th- that's a team that, you know, I, I, their depth is a real problem uh, for obvious reasons. Um, but at the same time, they still have a few guys that, that can, that can, you know show up on any given night and, and score a goal or two so um i think this might be a game where zegers can take advantage of a banged up night at golden knights blue line um henrique is a guy that can show up in spurts uh they have a few guys that can score klingberg's been better lately 
uh, I think Anaheim might be able to get a goal on the power play. And then from there, you only need a couple more. So um, I would look at maybe uh, goals for Anaheim or goals in the game in general. And I can't argue with Amadio as a, as a good prop look. You're the prop guy. Um, I would just, anybody in the chat, defer to Ian for those. Uh, but yeah, I, I think Vegas, you know, on a back-to-back, yeah, it's not a lot of travel and everything, but just generally when you're playing a second game in 24 hours, your legs are, you know, you have a little bit more built-up lactic acid and you're tired. And at the same time, you're also going to be a little sloppier in your own end. And, but you're also going to be a little bit better in, in better rhythm. You're not coming back from a long stretch where you haven't gone and played at game speed in a while, right? So maybe Vegas gets up early and Anaheim can answer a little bit here. But, yeah, I, I would lean just in terms of who's in net here. And if I, I would I would expect Dostal to play. But, man, if it's Gibson, hammer the over. Gibson, much like Hill, Gibson looks shot. And I anytime that guy's in net, you can't go wrong with going over. But yeah, in general, I look for it's goals. not a maybe, it is John Gibson tonight for uh, Anaheim. Okay, yeah, hammered. Yeah, I would, you know what, I would strongly advise taking this over then. So, Grant, just from uh, I, I like this over, do I really like this over now with uh, Gibson? Yeah. Yes, it should be Aiden Hill. I would be stunned if it's not uh, Aiden Hill yeah. after Lo- uh, for Vegas in that after we saw Logan Thompson get the start last night for the Golden Knights against the Los Angeles Kings. So, I for, fully expect obviously to see um aiden hill tonight for uh, vegas in this one so the over is probably not a bad consideration as well because of that over six minus 120 what's the series history been it's actually been an over series re- recently with these two teams five and two to the over uh, in the last seven head-to-head meetings between the golden knights and yeah. the ducks so i would lean in that direction as well uh over and- six and sorry, Ian, but uh, and Gibson for that matter too. Just in terms of goals above expected saved, uh, you know, I was touching on how Hill's 69th, Gibson's 70th. So you're getting two guys that um, they're they're not gonna they're not gonna stonewall the opposition. And I think Anaheim's a team. You see this all the time. We're getting into the back half of the schedule. We're not quite there yet, but we're well into the season now. Teams that have teams that are out of it start playing a lot looser, right? And and what's Anaheim got to lose? They're going to want to try and go out and score some goals tonight, right? So I just, I think this should be a six and a half. And uh, so at six, you've got to play over. Yeah, no doubt. Let me see what Anaheim is on extended rest this year. Um, I, I'm always interested on extended rest. Uh, they are one and oh, but just the one piece of data uh, to go with that. And uh, one and oh to the over as well. Uh, but again, very limited sample size. So you can't make too much of a, big deal of that all right final game on this wednesday uh slate calgary seattle uh we've got calgary minus 115 road favorites six the total in this game this is another example of team that played last night versus a team that did not uh, play last night and has not played since the uh, break uh calgary in at home against edmonton last night they lose two to one but man unfortunate to lose two to one to the oilers last night uh did everything but tie that game uh, against the uh, Oilers late. I mean, uh, poor Backlund, he hits the goalpost in dying seconds uh, last night. They were just all over Stuart Skinner, and Stuart Skinner ended up uh, holding the fort and really stealing two points uh, for the uh, Edmonton Oilers last night against Calgary. So Calgary looking to bounce back tonight as they take to the road and face the uh, Seattle Kraken. Uh, Seattle actually beat Calgary earlier this season back in November at the Saddle Dome. 5-4 uh, was the final score. Uh, in that game, 
Uh, we'll see if uh, Calgary can uh, uh, avenge that defeat uh, here tonight as they take on the uh, Kraken. You know, it's going to be interesting, but you look at Calgary, 16-3-7, and but boy, it, they, they, things could be so much better for them, to be quite honest with you. I mean, if you look at uh, expected goals and for and against and all this stuff, you know, Calgary's like right up there in terms of top five team in the NHL. It's kind of mind boggling that it's just been so up and down. And the thing is, they have not gotten timely scoring. You know, the, the, the offensive well was running dry, especially earlier when the Flames were struggling to score goals. Um, that's number one. And number two, you know, Markstrom's been leaky at times this year, and he's not been up to snuff, up to par. And then Vladar has been great some nights and not so good other nights. So Deegan goaltending has suffered. And they flashed up a graphic during the game last night. Calgary has scored one more goal this year than they did last year at this time. Think about that. The Flames have scored one goal more this year at this time as they did last year than they did last year. So they're actually scoring. And that's with Kachuk gone and Goudreau gone. And everyone was just, just you know, frightened how things might go offensively for them this year without Goudreau and, and uh, Kachuk. And, all, and yet they've scored one goal more at this time this year compared to last year. The bigger issue is they've given up way more goals so far this year uh, compared to last year. And that is where the problem lies for the uh, Calgary Flames so far uh, this season. Goals against has gone way up, even though they've actually scored one more goal than they did last year at this time. Seattle, uh, they lost 6-5 in a shootout to Vancouver before the Christmas break. A stunning loss because they looked like they were going to win their third in a row. And then Vancouver rallies to tie it in the third period. And then they win in a shootout by a score of 6-5. to We'll see how they fare here tonight. It's Philip Grubauer uh, getting the call in net for the uh, Kraken tonight. We should expect Vladar on the back-to-back to be in net here for Darth Vladar, as they call him in Calgary. Uh, we should expect him to be in net for the Flames. It will be Grubauer. Uh, for the uh, Seattle Kraken. He's still looking to find his form. Uh, his last start against uh, Winnipeg was a lot better, uh, a 3-2 win for Seattle, but it was a bad spot for the Jets. They didn't generate much. They only had 17 shots on goal. They really, you know, didn't really get things going offensively. So it was a good effort from Grubauer, but he probably still needs to show more because he had given up seven in the two previous games before that. His overall numbers this year, 3-5 and five, win-loss record. 3.29 goals against average, 882 save percentage. So he's still got a lot to show me uh, and moving forward. I like Calgary here a little bit in this spot at minus 115 uh, with the uh, Flames as a short road favorite in this one. The over, I would go in that direction as well. Each of the last two meetings have gone over the total between the Flames and the Kraken with 5-3 and 5-4. Final scores, uh, I would look in both of those directions tonight. Flames, money line, Flames, and Kraken over the total as well. What do you think here? Last game on the card, Muhammad, Calgary, and Seattle. Yeah, Ian, I think you read my notes on this game. Uh, Calgary, Calgary's in expected goals are top 10, both for and against. And now, granted, Seattle is up there as well in both categories, but I think you're getting a game here where you have a team that's sort of overachieved all season playing a team that's underachieved. And I think when that meshes in the NHL and the NHL in terms of betting is very situational and you've got to take advantage of certain spots. And this is almost like the perfect storm here where you've got Calgary, not only struggling um, record wise, but they're off a loss. Um, they're on a back to back. 
So the bookmakers, the odds makers, they ding them for that automatically. You got Seattle, who's been good at home, um, off rest. But uh, again, it's off of extended rest. That's not always the great, the greatest. Um, Calgary's made up. This is the thing you got to understand: is Calgary's made up of all veterans. They're probably the oldest team in the league. So who do you want to trust more than Calgary to rebound off of what was the worst? I think from my from just games that I've seen this year, the easily the worst loss of the year, the most fraudulent loss of the year. Like Edmonton could not get out of their own end. Like they they spent the entire third period hemmed in their own end. They couldn't possess the puck. Um, it looked like it honestly looked like a midget triple team playing a peewee team. It really did. And then they that there's a soft call on Mangiapani in the offensive zone. And McDavid does what he does, grabs the puck in the high slot, snaps it off the bar in the net. And then, you know, Calgary almost ties it up, but they don't, and they lose, right? Um, that's hockey, and that's why hockey is such a frustrating sport as a better, as a fan, as a whatever, right? It's it, Things can just swing so quickly um, and in ways that just aren't don't feel right. Um, and I think Calgary has a leadership core in that room. I trust Sutter. Um, I trust guys like Kadri and Huberdo and and Lindholm and Backland and guys like that to step up and say, look, like this is a team that's ahead of us in our division. Um, the travel travel's not that bad. Um, the game ended relatively early last night. It's not like they would have been getting into Seattle at 5 a.m. or anything like that. So I think you can trust Calgary here to respond, rebound, and win this game. I the total I don't have too much of an opinion on just because. Um, I do like Vladar. I think um, I think that he's a guy with promise, and he's got that big frame, that prototypical like NHL type frame where he's got long limbs and he's able to get across the net pretty quickly. He's an athletic guy, so um, don't know if I love the total, but I would lean over with you. But I, I just got to go with Calgary here. I, I think they they know their season's in the balance here, and um, uh, Seattle's just just begging, begging to start losing here and giving up goals. There's still a team I don't trust to keep the puck out of their net. Um, and two teams that, that play relatively similar styles, you know, like they like to get in on the forecheck. They like to play physical. They like to turn the puck over on you. Um, Calgary's just got the better horses here. And Calgary is 4-1 and one all time against Seattle. Their one loss coming earlier in the year, which is maybe even another point in their direction. So, uh, yeah, give me give me Calgary, uh, Calgary Flames on the money line here. All right, Calgary on the uh, money line here, minus one fifteen for Mohammed in this game. A couple, there's some line changes for Seattle. Burakovsky, Bjorkstrand, Wenberg, they're all going to get more power play minutes. It looks like, and as far as Burakovsky's concerned, maybe a move up to the top line for him. So there's some Seattle options uh, as far as props go. I want to mention too, one guy for Vegas in the previous game I didn't mention. Uh, obviously, Amadio was my favorite prop in that game. Probably the favorite prop of the night again, like it was last night. But Pavel uh, Dorofiev uh, for uh, uh, Vegas looks like he's going to get power play minutes as well. So you could really get a uh, bargain price for him uh, to uh, chip in uh, offensively tonight in this game for the uh, for that in that game. I should say the Vegas Anaheim game for Vegas. Uh, tonight as well and obviously for Calgary you know one of the players that we've been talking about repeatedly on this show is Dylan Dubé obviously nobody put the puck in the net last night but assuming you know Daryl Sutter doesn't make too many changes and he shouldn't I mean it's not like hey we got to make all kinds of changes last night because we lost no he played a damn good hockey game 
Skinner was on fire, stole the game for Edmonton. It's not like he didn't, he played horrible. You, you played more than well enough. You controlled play in that game. So I think there's reason to expect Dylan Dubé to still be on the top line with Elias Lindholm and Tyler Toffoli, just like he's been uh, the last several games. So that means Dubé to score a goal, Dubé to get a power play point, to, uh, just to get a point in general, uh, all worth a look once again, uh, in my opinion. Because usually when Calgary wins and Calgary scores, Dylan Dubé's been in on it lately. Uh, for the uh, Flames, and you can get plus 390, plus 400 in some spots for him to score tonight, minus 110 to get a point, plus 480 to get a power play point. So excellent value on Dylan Dubé props tonight, once again, for the Calgary Flames. All right, that's the Wednesday card. Uh, great stuff with uh, our special guest, Mohamed Jama, joining us. Uh, 214 live viewers currently on YouTube. Hit the like button. Reminder to check out patreon.com slash iceguys. Just $10 a month to sign up for that. Our daily Ice Guys show betting card posted there. Uh, goalie charts, totals charts, power ratings, and more. Patreon.com slash iceguys. We will be back with best bets in just a second, but first we'll hear from our sponsors, Manscaped. Support for the Ice Guys is brought to you by Manscaped, our good friends at Manscaped, who are the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package, the ultimate men's hygiene bundle, join over 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you, courtesy of the Ice Guys. Get 20% off of any purchase and free worldwide shipping with the Promo code ICE Guys. That's promo code ICE Guys. All one word I C E G U Y S at manscaped.com. If my math is correct, that's about 400 million balls that you can help preserve with manscaped.com using the promo code ICE Guys. You get the performance package 4.0. It is a game changer. The lawnmower 4.0. It takes care of this, among other things. Uh, it'll keep you uh, trim uh, as can be. Uh, the lawnmower 4.0 waterproof same thing with the weed whacker which takes care of your ear hair nose hair i mean nose hair in particular you know i'm getting up there in age and nose hair is becoming uh, definitely more of an issue this will take care of it it feels like someone's tickling the inside of your nostrils sometimes it pisses the hell out of me it bothers me i need to take care of that shit this will take care of it for you the weed whacker uh, make uh, part of the package that you get with your Manscaped purchase and the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. You also get the ball toner. You also get the ball deodorant. Keep you uh, smelling good and looking good and feeling good down in the nether regions. This package is really going to make you feel good and and look good and look better. Slim, trim, that's what it's all about. And Manscaped.com can help you out with that so make sure you take advantage of this manscape.com get 20 percent off and free shipping with the promo code ice guys at manscape.com that's 20 percent off with free shipping at manscape.com and use the promo code ice guys unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with manscaped All right, it is time for best bets here on this Wednesday edition of the Ice Guys. Uh, we will start with you, uh, Mohammed. What do you like for a uh, best bet? So, Ian, uh, just a couple things before I get to that. Um, in that promo, you're saying you're getting there up there in age, man. You're still a young dude. I don't know what that's about. But uh, in all seriousness, uh, I just want to say uh, 
thanks for for having me on here um i think you do a great job every like day after day you're so consistent with the content and you do it in a way that that i think really involves the viewers i think uh, everyone in the chat will attest to that i think people really appreciate what you do and and for people in the chat thanks for uh, joining us and and contributing i don't know if i've seen a more just in general like a more positive um chat you guys are always helping each other out and and providing advice nobody's in there oh man i just hit a five five pick parlay last night plus 1050 and then you know and banging their chest i think that's great to see so uh good job by everyone um for the best bet let's just go uh it's between that over in anaheim and, and the flames money line let's just keep it simple we'll, we'll take the flames money line i think this is a this is going to be a playoff type approach for the flames i think they're going to go in there and get a lead uh, and do what they need to do to get out of Seattle with a win. I just think they're the better team, more desperate situation, and uh, I think they get the win in, in Seattle tonight. All right, there we go. Calgary minus 115 against Seattle. Best bet for Mohamed Jama here, our special guest on this Wednesday edition of the show. And, yes, our chat largely, I think we had someone with some, uh, I'm just noticing it actually a few minutes ago, and I was late to notice it, some odd type weird comments going on but uh oh other than that that's about the worst it is i mean we have uh, usually a very good chat they they can and you're right they're not thumping their chest about winners too much it's good to do that but it's not your sole purpose to in the chat you're providing yeah. info you're commenting on what we're talking about uh, on the show uh, it's great it's a great chat it's a great community that we have built here uh, with the ice guys show and we love it uh, we thank uh, everyone, obviously, that tunes in, participates in the chat and tunes in, watches the show, and also listens on the podcast version of the show as well. All right, my best bet here for this uh, Wednesday card, uh, I'm going to go with um, Vegas in regulation, minus 110. Yes, I know they're banged up, and I remember I'm kind of going against what I said yesterday, saying I want to fade Vegas with all these injuries. It's one thing to fade them against a competent, capable Los Angeles Kings team, and it's a totally different story. Uh, fading them uh, against uh, with with uh, fading them with an Anaheim team that can't get out of their own way that is going to have John Gibson uh, in net tonight uh, for the Anaheim Ducks uh, even though Lucas Dostal has been the guy that's keeping them competitive uh, in recent games uh, here's John Gibson uh, for you uh, as of uh, his last uh, few starts uh, four against San Jose got pulled uh, Carolina gave up three Minnesota he gave up four. Seattle, he gave up five. You get the point. I mean, he's just not been good this year. Five and 14, 3.99 goals against, 896 save percentage. Vegas is banged up. There's questions about whether Marcia So comes back. There's questions about whether Alec Martinez comes back after he blocked that shot last night. Still very shorthanded. But even this shorthanded Golden Knights team, I think, has enough in them to get past this woeful Anaheim squad tonight. Vegas, minus 110 in regulation for my best bet here. Uh, for this Wednesday night. All right, that'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Uh, thanks to everyone in the chat for joining us. Hit the like button uh, on the way out. We appreciate it very much. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and more download the ice guys podcast when you can't watch the show live for our special guest Mohammed jama i'm ian cameron have a great wednesday night enjoy the games and good luck we will talk to you again tomorrow on thursday for another edition of the ice guys presented by national hockey now 